Hey, welcome to the Super Davis Bros Podcast, where we play video games, review movies, and banter about all things pop culture. Let's do this. game is up and we're ready to go um and i'd like to say hello <laughs> are we on <laughs> yeah we're live oh, okay cool <laughs> um welcome to the 34th podcast the super davis bros podcast episode uh episode podcast First episode podcast. i hadn't said that yet i was getting to <laughs> saying that and uh um this one we are talking about 80s music with uh somebody born in the 30s so uh that's gonna be fun i was born in the 80s (laughs) wow hey that would that make all the music that you produce 80s music no Mm. we'll just say it is (laughs) (laughs) listen to brixen (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um our guest today is our fasha our dad Papa. His daddy. Hello. His dad. Daddy. Yep. His father. I'm, I'm the 34th on the list. <laughs> daddy. Took 34 episodes. Daddy's, daddy's finally there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our father, yeah. Uh, Michael. Mike. Uh, you went to Mike, as some may know him as. That's yeah. me. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for inviting me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, we are going to be talking, uh, we're going to be ranking our top 10 albums of the 80s, and uh, no one knows 80s music, at least in my life, more than my father, so <laughs> um, so I'm really excited, really excited about it. Uh, I don't know 80s music, I don't even... Jordan's going to contribute gonna... about as much as he did to the 90s episode. I where... can say some stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, I remember dad listening to that. <laughs> and I remember Dad listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 Matt, that Matt kind of listened to that too. <laughs> Matt took notes when he listened to it. Yeah. Jordan played Legos <laughs> <laughs> and Super Mario. Yeah. And um, for those of you on the podcast, uh, we are playing on the Twitch. Oh, on the podcast, or, we're playing Super- on the Twitch. They can the... see it. On the podcast, we're oh, playing Super Mario yeah. Brothers Three. Um, for those sense, on the Twitch, too. they can see. <laughs> That we're playing Super Mario Brothers three. So, um, why'd you pick that game, George? Uh, because it's oh darn it, it's an eighties game. <laughs> um, it's the did it su- come out in the eighties? I believe so, because it's on the NES, and most of the NES was the eighties, I believe. Hmm. But I, don't know if I would like to. I'm not positive. I I just found a game that was on the NES because I know that's like the, the main console, console I played when you know like. Around that time. I remember Whoa. Atari and Intellivision, if you were really cool. Oh. But I was terrible at video games and didn't really like them. We know that you're terrible at video games. Um, he's about as good as video games as we are. Uh, actually, I'd say we're experts compared to him, and you guys know how bad we suck at it, so that shows how bad my dad <laughs> sucks at games. Anyway, uh, let's get started, because our um, top 10 uh, 80s albums... Uh, anytime we do a top 10 anything, it tends to go a little bit over on time, and we want to have enough time to discuss all the awesome albums we're going to talk about. Yep. 
And so before we get into our poll, we did have a poll. Um, I wanted to just poll. G- get an idea for <laughs> what the what it was like living and growing up in the eighties. <laughs> you know, we every have two every... people here that could kind of tell. What's it like? Living and growing up in the last year of the eighties. Um, it was <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> the Berlin Wall fell, <laughs> and Taylor Swift was born. So those were the two important things that Ooh, happened in eighty nine. You know, the the thing about the eighties, uh, and everybody says that their era was the best, and a lot of people talk about the eighties being like the last really good era. But you younger people would disagree with that. Say the nineties or. Or whatever, but um, the I don't 80s, know. Eighties are making a comeback in uh, like television and music. People are into it right now. The eighties was a time that my life was changed around, turned upside down, changed for the better. Just everything was changed. I I, I turned uh, seventeen in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I just uh, a baby. That's when I got my driving <laughs> license. And, um, you know, and uh, got the magical 18 in England. 18 was a big deal in 1981 because then I could could buy my own soda. uh, (laughs) At the soda pubs. You know, I I remember my dad saying to me on my 18th birthday and uh, saying, hey, come on, let's go down to the local pub, which is called the White Swan. And uh, it was actually called the White White Swan. It was the White Swan (laughs) down there at the pub in England. And and we'll buy we'll buy you your first pint. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure, Dad. I'd already been an apprenticeship for two years. And first uh, pint, yeah, yeah. wink, uh, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, say no more, say no more. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But then you know, um, 1983 was when the big change came. Is when. I uh, emigrated to the United States. Um, emigrated. He to... became a yike. <laughs> <laughs> emigrated to California uh, in the desert and uh, the Palm Springs area, Yucca Valley area, and uh, that was a huge adjustment. Um, That's I... such a transition from like gloom and doom, <laughs> Liverpool to hot as balls. Palm Desert, <laughs> and that literally was it because I emigrated in uh, on July, the, the last day of July in uh, 1983. It was uh, 70. You de- came to Palm Desert in July. Yes. Oh my. It was goodness. 70, from England. It, it was oh. se- it was 70 degrees in Ellesmere Port, where where I was that day that I left, and uh, I landed it in Los Angeles. Did you make and, that up, or no? Nope. Did you actually remember the heat, the town, with the temperature? I, oh. You're like it was always the 70 average. degrees, you know. It was always 70 degrees in England. Oh, okay, in the summer. okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's pretty consistent, right? Seven day in the summer, and it's 42 in a winter time. <laughs> or, but it, it would have been in, it would have been Celsius though, so it'd have been like 20 something Celsius. Oh right, we don't believe in that. <laughs> what, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> what, what is this Celsius? <laughs> Centigrade Celsius. Yeah. Um, Metrics? Well, That's the only system. <laughs> so it, it was really, it was difficult. Uh, it was difficult adjusting here. I was, I'm, I'm an only child. I never had like siblings to kind of hang out with. And so coming to a new country, uh, trying to find my, find my way was difficult. And, um, you know, I was lucky. In fact, I know that um, 
Matt, you've talked to one of my old friends recently. Yeah, Kenny. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that later in the episode. But yeah, yeah, but, but uh, I, I got I got my first job doing delivery of party goods and stuff like that. At in Palm A Springs. to Z parties. A to Z. I you, learned that. I learned that from Kenny last and, night too. And so um, <laughs> I kind of got Kenny. You know, I'm not going to talk all about Kenny, although Kenny would love that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, but but Kenny was kind of like the. Uh, he was kind of like the high school jock. He, he always claimed he was the only white guy that could dunk the ball at Palm Springs High School. Ah, and uh, that's a good so, claim yeah, that's because he's freaking eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, his brother, his it's easy brother to do. played pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he 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 kind of tapped me into the pipeline in Palm Springs. He knew a lot of people, and uh, and it, it was it was good timing to meet Kenny because oh. uh, I was getting kind of. You know, I was going, going crazy and yeah. homesick, and and uh, you know, been in, in I missed the Queen. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I don't. Eighty four. I, I I met um, a young lady from Utah who who you guys are really familiar with, and um, Jessica. Ended up, Aunt Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and fell in love. That's and, why you were um, Moved to Utah in 86 and became a father in 89. So um, the 80s are huge yeah. in, in my life. I mean, a, a, a definitive, definitive amount of stuff in my life happened in those 10 years that changed everything forever. It defined everything forever. So That's, that's awesome, Dad. A that's lot so cool. To Matt in the 80s as but, well. But one, one other thing I wanted to him. say, and I'm really excited about this, and, and when you said let's do um let's do the top ten. Yeah. Is that is that what you want to lead into? And then no, I No, keep going. Yeah. Um, I started looking at that going, for starters, why don't we do two episodes and do the top twenty? <laughs> yeah that's it's every hard. that's every top 10 yeah, movie, yeah. It's, man. So it's so hard because breaking so hard. it down except for, for music for me because because i looked <laughs> i looked at the 80s and uh i at eight, 1980 abba had super trooper out and that abba sucks and i liked abba in the 70s <laughs> but i'd kind of grown out of abba yeah and was into the police uh, and that was my favorite band but then I looked at... You're, rep, you're repping the shirt for those on the podcast. Uh, of course, of course. Repping the Ghost in the Machine shirt. And What um, what, uh, what favorite child got you that for Christmas? Uh, oh, it was my oldest son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was born in 89. Yeah. Your oldest daughter? No, no, that <laughs> one came later. <laughs> he, she was on the podcast last week. You know, and, the, and then I, <laughs> I, I, looked at, I looked at 80, and, and it was Abba and Super Trooper was one of the albums. And then I looked at 89... And it was Nine Inch Nails with Pretty Hate Machine. And yeah, I'm going, that's a big wow, change. there's been a lot of change. Uh, you know, we went from uh, disco, soft cell, yeah. and we ended, we were, you know, we were getting into Nirvana and stuff like that. So there was, there was just a Did lot of change. Did you hear his English accent on that one? Nirvana. 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 Okay. Nirvana. <laughs> oh, let's go listen to it's some not... Nirvana, shall we? <laughs> it's not ABBA. It's a bar. It's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard for me. I don't know about you. I I really struggled to get into the top ten with this list, and I have a lot of honorable mentions. But um, uh, real quick before you get into your honorable yeah. mentions, well, whatever. we'll do honorable mentions after. Okay, uh, we got 
Wisteria that's been on for a Blake, sec. Blake, hey. Uh, said, ooh, welcome screen. I think he likes. Hi, yeah, Blake. Blake yeah. helped me with the welcome um, screen. So. And then Thank eight, you, Blake. Shout out music to And that style of music is pretty big in my generation, uh, which is a 90s generation, right? Late 90s? Blake's generation? Yeah, uh, yeah Blake was born in the 90s. In the 90s? Okay. And then uh, his family does listen to a lot of 80s. Say that again. Sorry. Blake's family. Uh, Blake and her dad listen to a lot of 80s music. Okay. Blake actually uh, got me into this band called uh, Midnight, The Midnight, and I think you'd really like them, Dad. They kind of have callbacks to the 80s. They're really, really beautiful uh, synth pop, uh, progressive band. But anyway, oh. go on, George. And sorry. then uh, King Elf so- Elfstone Strider said, "Is this new Call of Duty? It is. Is it?" <laughs> It could be. <laughs> Look how much better the graphics are at this world. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, pretty, I'm going to get to the boss in Call of Duty soon. <laughs> Video games have come a long way, too. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And then uh, we got a first-time chatter here. Hear me oh, out. Oh, I wonder who it is. His name? Ken Van Horn. Ken, Ken Van, Van Horn. Horn. Kenny. Kenny. He said, up? that's right. Only talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in, yeah, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. And thanks for the call last night. I want to share the stories about what he shared with me with my father, but this is a PG <laughs> rated podcast. And even if this is an R rated podcast, I don't think I could share the stories he shared. With and me and, about and I, I think, I think your mother is listening too. <laughs> is that so your mother on I'll the just, phone? Uh, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Very good. there you go. Be- Becky, I love you. Yeah. I'm not going to, uh, I'll use that to get like a, another awesome birthday gift. Um, so I'll be like, Dad, I, I can another. She gave this. you one already. That was good. Yeah, uh, he gave oh, me lucky. the gift of life. <laughs> um. So okay, let's get into it because I want to dive into these albums and I want to hear hey. about the stories and what you thought during the time period. I myself am a huge fan of the '80s because of my father, and uh, have been heavily influenced by so many albums. Uh, so I I think uh, I'm just really excited to talk about it. So how we'll do it is we'll start. I'll go first. Um, you get way, to go first, and I'm the guest. Well, because we'd like to end on your number one. Okay. Because like, I like that. Is that cool? Okay. It, okay. You the guest goes first on draft style. Yeah. Okay. But we like to finish on your number one album of the awesome. 80s. Is that cool? Yeah. They'll Kay. probably be the same. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So um, we're for the podcasters. You probably are hearing some music in the background. Also the streamers. Uh, we're going to have some music playing in the background throughout this episode. We're going to kind of turn it up as we go from song to song, uh, so that you guys can get a feel for what we're doing. And we don't have enough viewership that will viewership that we're going to get in trouble for it. So I think we'll be able to be, we'll be fine. We're fine on the, uh, the best albums of, well, if we do like a disclosure, like we did not write any of this music, <laughs> <laughs> we did not claim rights to any of this music. Uh, most of them are dead now. So they're probably not <laughs> except for the ones that are dead. <laughs> So uh, and we we'll, want all the proceeds. Well, also <laughs> this time for the listeners, we'll we'll kind of throw up a song as as we're as we're talking, and and we'll go through and try to make it an uh, interactive experience for everyone. Awesome. Every, everybody on the ch- chat, please drop in your top albums, uh, your favorite albums of the '80s, and um, we'll go through the poll at the end. Does that work? Yep. Uh, Nick Foles better be on the chat. Oh, you, he, he better be. He Let me check. Be. Let me check. Let me. Uh, nope. Not yet. <laughs> we do have. Uh, let's see. 
Speckles Davis oh, just I, got on. I, I am listening her. to. I love her. That's good. That's important. And then, oh my gosh, I died because I wasn't paying attention right at the end of the level. Thanks, Matt. That's your fault. Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad. Ken Van Horn said, my brother didn't play in the NBA. My cousin did. Oh, cousin. Keith, sorry. Keith, Keith Van, Van Horn, Horn and. It's insane. He's a played Utah boy. Yeah. And played college at Utah. He said he got like an eighty-four million dollar contract in the NBA and was like set. And Dylan said, "I love Keith Van Horn, number forty-four. Yeah. Oh, That's cool. awesome." <laughs> I think when they went to the Final Four, I think Keith Van Horn was playing, wasn't he? Apparently, he's supposedly a pretty big deal in the Utah basketball community. So it's too bad to Kenny's in Palm Desert because he'd be a cool guest. We should have you both on. Yeah, if we ever go to Palm Utah Desert, on Wednesday, hit us up. We'll, <laughs> we'll sort things out. If he ever visits, we'll have to get him on with you. And then, or we'll go when we go to California. We'll do like a, a mini pod or something. Um, anyway, okay, let's let's get going on this. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So to begin, my top ten, my number ten spot has been shifted so many times. It's insane. My number ten. It was really hard for me to decide who I officially wanted to make the number ten. So I am gonna go with Duran Duran's album Rio for my number ten. Um, and That's I'm gonna go album. ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, turn up my favorite song uh, from the album. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit so you can. Kind of yeah, the chauffeur. This is my favorite song in the album. It's the last Great song tune. in the album. Great tune. Um, Dude, yeah. I just remember like Dad got that DVD of Duran Duran, and we played it like constantly um, in Riverton. Remember that? I play a lot of things constantly. Yeah, you do. But this one was like uh, music videos, and I always have to remember one of the songs. I really like Grand Grand too, so um, I'm trying to think of the song. Yeah, I actually got to do a bucket list item last last year with, with Becky, and uh, we went to see Duran Duran in concert, and um, they were great. Um, they actually... Um, that the Delta Center, right? What's that? Was it at the Delta Center? It was at the Delta Center. Sounded exceptionally good. My only disappointment was they didn't play that song. Oh, it's such a Uh, good song. But it was a great set. They they did an absolutely fantastic set. And uh, but that was the only one. Oh, that killed me. I really wanted to see that one. I messed it up, anyways. (laughs) What did you do? It was Tears for Fears. Uh, Okay. Yeah. We'll probably get to that album later. (laughs) Um, So. the another I, I love this album. Uh, save Save a Prayer for me. Save a Prayer is one of my favorites. Rio is fantastic. Um, this album is just incredible, and the reason why I bumped it to my ten, it all it honestly just came down to how great the songs are overall. I had more songs on this album that I really enjoy and still listen to today than other albums that I like really appreciate or had like one song that I was obsessed with. But this album, you can just kind of put it on a late night drive uh, and, and crank up the tunes and just like get lost. And I, I, I like listening to 80s music on a summer night where it's really warm and I can turn the windows down and the lights uh, of the city are kind of lit. That's kind of how I, I, I dig the 80s music. So that's um, Yeah, it's still an album that, that I enjoy. Beautiful. and Thank and. You. Uh, one thing I look back into is when I went to the concert last year, they played a couple of songs that I'd forgotten about, which was off their album that was released before 
they really hit it big. I mean, Rio was the one that really put them on the charts, but they had an album out in 1981, which was self-titled. <laughs> the Bird and, movie. And, like, <laughs> had Planet Earth on it, and uh, there's some great tracks on that too. But I, I've always liked Duran Duran. I, I've always liked them as a band. I th thought they were just a chill band from the moment yeah. I heard them. They're and just... I was young. I think I was 16 or 17 when I first heard Duran Duran. I also think they do a really good job at like... Um, the synth sounds in them are really good, but they mesh well with the drums. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just really appreciate them. I think they're a great, great 80s band. Now, now if there's one thing I could say, I think it's okay to say this on the podcast, but they do a fantastic live performance of White Lines by Grandmaster oh, Flash. There White <laughs> <Lines>. Their version, <laughs> Duran Duran's version, so and they good. actually... <laughs> Jordan's like, I can contribute. I can contribute. <laughs> on, on the recording, I love cocaine. <laughs> on the recording, they actually uh, they do they do it with uh, Grandmaster Flash dubbed over it, and it it's actually a really cool track. But live, it was amazing. Oh, I have to check it Absolutely out. Absolutely amazing live. So um, that's my number ten. Okay, what's your number ten? Okay, so my ten, I would it was in at ten, and it was out. As an honorable mention, it was in, it was out. And the start of the 80s was when the synth came in. Right. The synthetic music. the Synthesizer. Uh, yep. And um, Behringer I Synthesizer. Never, they, they had that the, in synth The tail end the of the 80s? 70s, <laughs> punk came in. Sex Pistols. I hated it. I could not get into the Sex Pistols and the Clash. And it was like, though, it needed to be something. And uh, a band came, one of the bands that came up was uh, Human League. Human League? I've never even heard of that. Human League. And yeah, uh, the, album, the album was Dare. And now I still find myself listening to this. I can see how it could be annoying today. But What's your favorite song? Let's I would say up. let's start with Sound of the Crowd, which was the first song I ever heard by Human League. And very synthetic sound. Real quick, Nick Foles is on. He said, Mike, what's up, man? Best guess yet. And then he <laughs> said, Tears for Fears is my fave. Here it is. Ooh, so this is kind of synth. It's a synth sound, and these guys didn't play instruments. It was all synth. synthesizers, even drums. Just a beat pad. I think so. Yep. And that was the thing about the, the synth in the early 80s is the sad part about it is people who weren't musicians could make music and Why is that uh, sad? and uh, they weren't playing instruments it was just well i don't know about that they're still playing instruments let's <laughs> not say they're not playing instruments it takes a lot that, to that's construct true a song, that's true so. but um, but it's not as much like <clears throat> the sounds are coming from technology a little bit more than uh, like a straight acoustic instruments or or electrical plug-in instruments right they're more famous for the Don't You Want Me Baby song, which was... Wait, they're like, Don't You yeah. Want Me Baby? That was their That's song. Them? That oh, is on there. Is if on you there? prefer to put that on there, you can. It was on that, that album. On That's a, the, I think that was their first baby. American hit. Oh, yeah. There we go. That feels like I'm I'm in a car, a, a digital car. Um, I'm cruising on uh, Vince. No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We're switching games. 
Yeah, I like this. I know this song. But in the early 80s, there was a lot of bands that were that kind of have that sound. And, and some of them progressed and became better, like uh, Depeche Mode started yeah. out very basic. They're still going. Yeah. Uh, but they, Dude, those guys put out albums they, like every they're year. They're great musicians, too. Mm-hmm. But another another one I kind of wanted to mention with Human League is, um, is uh, oh, my goodness. Can't believe I'm going blank here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're just jamming. No, anyway. Don't blank. There, there, there was a bunch of synthetic bands at that time. Oh yeah, that was like and new uh, wave, man. It was just it, 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 it was it was crazy. But in the 80s. Human League were my favorite. I still listen to that album. I still enjoy it. There are songs on there now, on that album that are somewhat annoying. Um, okay. But uh, that made your top ten. Oh, <laughs> the other band. The other band. Flock of Seagulls. Oh. Now, do you like Flock of Seagulls? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can see you do. I can see you do. Yep. No, the thing about Flock of Seagulls is they um, they had that uh, synth sound, but they had it. They they were musicians. Oh. They added it, and and the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls had a better voice. And their first album, Listen, was, was you know we all know them for the the the, the one song. I uh, ran. I ran. But yeah, it, which it, is it, on Vice City, and I read. Yeah, but that's not on their I first album. So Listen, which is the one I got into um, Flock of Seagulls with. I, I used to, when I was young, I, I I was in my apprenticeship, and I used to ride a bus to to Liverpool, uh-huh. and uh, I'd wait for another bus to go to college, and I'd sit at this place called Lime Street, and across across from the bus stop was this uh, big music hall where a lot of um, big concerts played yeah. and I always used to see these billboards for Flock of Seagulls because Flock of Seagulls are from Liverpool and so I man how I, many great bands have come so out of then Liverpool, I dude. would I I'd go check them out and you know learn to like them too so nice yeah so all right um, let's let's move along mom said great in concert I believe that was Duran Duran she's talking about and then uh Ken Van Horn says uh Mike I can't believe you didn't pick Wham well we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> but, is he calling you gay? <laughs> I have seen I have seen Flock of Seagulls. Is a problem, so. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Don't well, cancel us. Other than you know, if he, he's other than you know, married with lots of kids and there'll be mention of lip sync later, Kenny. I mean, Dad is. <laughs> there'll be mention of lip sync later, Kenny. All right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over then. Um, I'm gonna do my number nine. Um, and I'm just gonna start by playing it. And because uh, it has the best intro ever. Dearly beloved. Nice. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Okay. To get through this podcast called Super Dangerous Blinders. It means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm it is a long time. long time. This is probably going to be our longest episode. The <laughs> after <laughs> So. The 80s um, I love. Uh, Okay, let's say this. This album had so much intrigue for me because I saw this album around our house and I saw the album cover and I really wanted to listen to it. And mom would not let me listen to this album. Yeah, there was there was one song on there. Yes. and um, Darling Nikki, I think it was Yes, called. Darling Nikki, and, um, uh, which is a phenomenal song. <laughs> but... Uh, not, 
<laughs> not appropriate for the podcast, yeah. but um, phenomenal song. Anyway, Prince, I uh, this is an album that's grown on me o- throughout the years. Yeah. Where um, when I think back to '80s albums, I don't typically think Prince, um, even though he was such a huge influence. And um, it, and I knew him growing up, you know, but he was still kind of, uh, you know, in the 90s, he was still popular. Right, and, right. You knew him? And yeah, uh, yeah he, he's, a, he's a pretty nice guy. Remember, remember Matt's favorite color was always purple. That is true. Purple. And he loved purple. the rain. <laughs> um, I love the rain. And I love the color purple. Um, but That's my favorite color. The thing that I'm most impressed <laughs> with is Prince is, is researching this. I didn't realize that he played all of the instruments. Yes. Um, so he played everything, and he was very particular about that. And uh, the producers would try and try and like uh, give him suggestions for his songs or tones, and he was like, "No, no, this is the way we're doing it." He's very particular about his music. Anyway, this album's great. It has tons of phenomenal tracks. And listening back to all these albums over the past uh, couple weeks, this one just kept climbing. I thought this would be an honorable mention at first. Right. And once I listened to it, I just listened to the whole thing, and I was like, there's no way this is not on my top ten. This is just such a great album. The guitars and the synth and the, the way he constructs his, his choruses and bridges and um, the drums are really good. He has a double – it's actually in Darling Nikki, a double bass pedal over yeah. this pop beat, and it's just like – and it's like so innovative. So I really enjoy this album. Yeah, his band was great at that time, The Revolution. Yeah, Prince uh, of the Revolution. Great, great right? band, great sound, and um, yeah. I, I imagine mean, back then they probably had the double bass pedal with two bass uh, <laughs> head, uh, kick drums. Yeah, <laughs> you think of 80s. I mean, Prince comes up, yeah. Purple Rain comes up. but yeah, It's, it's great, though. The album's so good, and every song, uh, I really enjoy almost every song. A couple of the songs are like, okay, moving on. But uh, I, I really like he, he's a character. He is. Um, he, well, he was. Uh, he was. R.I.P. But um, I appreciate it. I like. I like. I can see how people were obsessed with him. Yes. So. Yes. Um, uh, Nick Foles said, "Purple Rain." Man, my mom cried when Prince died. And then. Uh, yeah, he was a lady killer. Mom said, know. "Good pick, Matt." And Ken Van Hearn said, "Great album." Yeah. Yep. Phenomenal. Absolutely. All right, number nine. That was my number nine. Dad, what's yours? All right, I'm going to throw a curveball here because you're. Probably not going to have heard of this band, but I was, I think this, this album came out in 1981. It's called Pelican West. And it's the by album's called Pelican, Pelican West. Oh, I love these guys. It's by Haircut 100. They all have really good haircuts. They're <laughs> 100, bro. They're let's, fire. Let, let's go with um, Pelican Co- West Plus. Right? Yeah. Let's, okay, what song? Let, it's just, let's go with uh, Calling Captain Autumn. All right, one sec. I'll scoot And I'll tell you why now. I like these guys. Going back to my youth. Got a little, um, <clears throat> little disco in there with that guitar. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so to familiarize yourself with those, go to Love Plus One and put that on, and then people may be a little more familiar with them because I think that was kind of a hit in semi-hit in America. But this album is such 
a feel-good album. The whole album, you can even look at the titles of the songs, they're all just kind of these upbeat song, upbeat titles, Fantastic Day, Favorite Shirts. It, it's just a, uh, it's the rhythm guitar, it's the bongo drums, it's the horn section. I've always fallen back on this album just to relax. It, you know, you, you get into albums that you want to work out to and, and, and just, you know, bang the dashboard while you're driving and stuff like that. But this one is just one. I can just... Not that we would ever do something like that while driving. <laughs> we don't condone We're it. all good. But, I, but during that time when there was some, all what synth was going on and all this change was going on in in England, uh, the, the new romantic uh, bands were coming out, Culture Club and Spandau Ballet and all those. These guys, these were clean cut. They were like a a boy band. They were just of like they were clean cut. They had nice haircuts, haircuts wore, <laughs> wore sweaters, and they were just very very clean cut. They were they were went against the grain and so did their sound and i i have just always loved this album i listen to it all the time it's just a chill album you can hit any song on that and it's just got that chill vibe to it it's, it's that funk um almost uh, jazz type sound but just just a clever band i really like them. a little bit of i'm feeling a little bit of like ska um maybe not really kenny said quote Partial quote. Who the F is that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny? Yeah. You see, Kenny, you see that that's the thing. That's what's so cool about this. And that's why I want to do that introduction. I actually talked to Matt earlier today and said, Can I do some kind of introduction? Because I went from from England to the United we States. We told him no and, 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 and he did and it the, anyways. The cult <laughs> the culture changed. And, and the music and Kenny will remember um, a guy we used to work with at A to Z named Danny Clancy. There's an old name, Kenny. And he was this he was this born-again Christian guy who just kind of threw stuff at you all the time. Mr. And um, I'd joke around with him. He'd, he'd be there. I'd be driving the truck, and he'd be there reading his Bible. And, and I, I'd joke around with him. I'd go, haven't you finished that book yet? <laughs> and he would always look at me and say, you don't finish this book. You refer to it. I said, you know, I'm just kidding you. But... He said, hey, he asked me a question one day. He said, hey, America's really famous for like movies and stuff like that. America's like way ahead of England when it comes to movies. But you guys are way ahead as far as music. Who should I look out for? What, what's up and coming? And at that time, I think I mentioned like Thompson Twins had not even broke out in the States yet. Wham! George Michael had not even been, and, and uh, you know, and sure enough, six months later, the, these all bands come over. all just start, started coming out. So that's cool, man. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving along. So we have time for for the later albums. Okay. So one thing you'll find about my list is uh, there's not a lot of variety. <laughs> I I um, wanted to put different bands in, but. A couple of bands are on here because they had so many good albums, and this is one of them. This is actually my least favorite album from this band, and it's my number eight overall of the top ten albums of the 80s. Um, every single album this band has put out has been phenomenal, and um, I have so much, I've just so much of the influence of my music that I listen to now, of I, I pretend to play music and write music as well as come from this band. Um, 
the album is Ghost in the Machine uh, by the Police. Oh, I have that shirt on. Yeah. And even though even though this uh, album is my least favorite from the Police, it's saying something that uh, um, that it's still in my top ten, and it's uh, it's also saying something about the other albums that came out with the Police. But um, this is probably the most popular song everyone's heard, I'm sure. Is it time to clean the house again, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dad always played the Beatles when he was cleaning the house, and I actually do that. Police, now. Uh, sorry, and the Beatles, but yes, a lot of times. Mainly ABBA. Mm-hmm. I remember um, <laughs> Dad had um, this big uh, four CD uh, case thing of the Police, and it had four is like all their greatest hits. Yeah, it was called Message in a Box. Message in a box, yeah, it's yes. a box collection of all yeah. their hits. Yeah, and um, used to play that a lot. Yes, and, I did. And uh, it, it, man, it influenced me. Like, uh, honestly, I'd say this band has probably influenced me, influenced me more than any other band. <clears throat> and Sting, and I had the opportunity to go see Sting uh, this summer with my dad, and it was awesome. But this album is really good. I think it's their most progressive um, album of the albums that they have. Uh, I think they really experimented a lot with this album, and um, it's not my favorite, but uh, even though it's my least favorite, it's phenomenal. Yeah, so. uh, The Police, I would, you know, I, I think the first album I bought, or cassette I bought, um, was... What's um, that? <laughs> <laughs> was, was Regatta de Blanc, and... That's uh, their best album. And um, I listened to that, and then I immediately found out that they had an album before that, and I went back to the store and I bought Outlanders to more. And awesome I was obsessed, album. and my very first concert was The Police at the Deeside Leisure Center in North Wales. Nice! In October of 1979. That's crazy, dude. Ripe old age of 16. That's I think, cool. I think I paid three pounds to see the police. <laughs> wow, they let you in with that much weight, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was a little fella. <laughs> um, I would give just about anything to see the police in their head. I miss the police, unfortunately. Uh, when they came on their reunion tour, yep. I was on my mission. And it, uh, it destroyed me because I knew they'd never come again. And... I I've been able to see Sting, which is awesome, but what I wouldn't give to to see the Police, especially the Police yeah. back in '79 on the Regatta de Blanc tour. Oh my goodness! That's but my Sting favorite. did not want to do that reunion stuff. I think it was in 2000. Is it 09? I thought it was 2007. Was it in 09? Yeah. Um, he didn't want to do that. If it was in 07, I think it was maybe 07. I, was in, I yeah. was in Arizona in school. I think it was the Cure concert. The Cure that, yeah. was the one that was on. Um, yeah, but, right. but in 07, the, I, the other members of the band just begged him to get back together, and he just didn't want to do it. And they came in, they played in a tremendous set, sounded fantastic, no encore. He was done. Yeah. He did not want to do that tour. They did sound great, but no encore, which was a little disappointing, but, you know. It is what it is, right? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, still got to see him as Sting, or as Sting, and he played some old hits, so it was good. So. Okay. All right, back to you. Number okay. Eight. So my number eight is Let's Dance 
by David Bowie. Oh, great pick. And uh, I think China Girl is the one that really stands out. There's a couple other tracks in there, but China Girl is the one that... I can't believe I missed this one. I, this is not on my list, and I... Coming out of the, you know, the 70s, the late 70s, I, I had cousins that that loved David Bowie. And, um, well, as we would say in England, David Bowie. David Bowie. In, in America, America Bowie. they say David Bowie. Bowie. In England, it's Bowie. Um, but I had cousins that liked uh, David, and they had posters on the wall, and... I listened to some stuff and you know Major Tom and there was a few tracks that I liked. Is but Major was, Tom on this album? No, 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 okay. no, it's not. Let's Let's Dance is one of my favorite um, songs. And, and so I really wanted to like David Bowie, and but there was he he was he was really progressive. I mean he, in my opinion, he he invented the the new romantic thing. He invented punk. I mean he was way ahead of everybody. But he had some weird stuff. And then he came out with Let's Dance in, in the 80s. That sounds and, phenomenal. And it was this new wave. It was the classic Bowie vocals. And um, and and it was danceable. Um, let's Dance. And, and so I'm going to play Let's Dance. Ken, Ken Van Horn said, China Girl, hot video. This is Let's Dance. Dude, so sick. Song. I can't believe I forgot Brilliant about this album. album. Brilliant album from uh, start to finish. Um, I knew I'd forget something. I was listening to so many albums in it. It's and, so and, and there's another one you can do a peek of. It's called Criminal World, Criminal World, I think, which is a really good... Um, it's more of a traditional Bowie sound, but... Um, I love this album. It goes, let's get criminal. And I don't know whether you've heard of... <laughs> I want to get criminal. <laughs> so there'll be listeners on here who are familiar. Matt, maybe you are with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, guitarist. of course. He did all the guitar riffs on that album. And it was before anybody knew who Stevie, who Stevie Ray, Ray Vaughan was. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. Oh, you're good. If I cause any feedback. <clears throat> right. No, you're Kicking good. Kicking the mic. But... You're good. Podcast's over. That's my number eight. Awesome pick. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move along. So my number seven is uh, I played, I got a Rickenbacker bass uh, that my uncle my uncle gave me. <laughs> um, he sold it to me thinking, and, and the, the condition of him selling me this dope Rickenbacker bass was if I ever stopped playing, and I had, he made me promise in front of you and my mom, if I ever stopped playing, that he would get it back. Yep. So he gave me a Rickenbacker bass yep. and this big full stack amp for 500 bucks, which is absolutely it's a beautiful a steal. Bass. Beautiful <clears throat> bass. Yep. It's a steal. And with the intention, I think he's like, I'm going to make 500 bucks because Matt's going to stop playing bass. And that Rickenbacker is sitting right there in my studio. Yep. And I've never stopped playing music ever since. And one of the songs, one of the things I used to do is I would, um, I had this little karaoke machine and I'd put in the CD and I'd play along with the bass. I'd, I'd figure out how to, I'd just learn the part by listening to it and I figured out how to play along. And so um, this is one of my first bass parts I ever learned and one of my favorite albums of the 80s, War by U2. So if you listen to this bass. I remember you playing this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it all by my Shut ear. Shut up, man. By ear, <laughs> I was so proud of myself. 
awesome. Such um, a good album. Now, iconic, iconic bass. Iconic bass line. Simple, but iconic. What album is that from? Is that from the album War? War. Okay. Yeah. And I think War is better than Joshua Tree, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but he's not bass again. Nice. Anyway, um, I love this album. It has uh, some of the best lyrics I think Bono's ever written come off this album. Um, it, they were still kind of a band at that point, I feel like. They are still right. just kind of like a four-piece band. They weren't doing anything special. It was like they let the music speak for itself. Right. And um, I love that album. I, I think it's their best album. Um, Joshua Tree did not make the cut for me. It's in my honorable mentions. But War was so influential in my life. I right. learned so many bass lines. Great album. It's a great album. That's my pick. Go, go ahead, Dad. Okay. So, seven. What would the 80s be without Michael? Without oh, MJ? Yeah. So, you look at Thriller, and it has to be in your top 10, right? It's the best selling album of all time. I don't know. Maybe we'll see if we get to. Does it. it have to be in your top ten? Because you know, personally, I thought the album "Bad" was it's way better. better. It's way better. I, what's your song? What's your song? While you, "Dirty Diana" is my oh. favorite Dirty Michael Jackson oh. song, hands down. I could just sing them. That's where it. Michael really kind of rocked out. Here we go. That guitar, dude. I think that was the guitar player that uh, played with Billy Idol, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So good. So, nice, you know, I like that. Oh, like that you did. <laughs> not, not, you know, not to throw down. Thriller was iconic, obviously, but definitely my favorite was was bad. It had so many good tracks on it. This is on my list. That's for sure. This that's is where Michael. Favorites. Uh, I mean, Michael was talking about gangs and uh, groupies, and he was shooting back at he was shooting back at the press. Uh, I think there's a song on there where he "Leave Me Alone." Yeah, it's uh, my, he, well, that's my favorite song. And on that and, album. And, uh, and and that was really kind of before Michael kind of started going off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, smooth criminal, bad. Yeah, it was just uh, a, Liberian girl, bad, speed demon, leave me alone. Bad was for me. I guess Thriller was the introduction to Bad, but Bad was a better album. Just that Thriller came Hot out take. first. Yeah. Hot take, but not for me. Okay. I love it. So, <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that album more because that definitely made my list. All right. I'm going to go for my number six album. Uh, this is another album <clears throat> that I would put um, in my little karaoke um, box and, and learn bass parts too. Uh, and you'll know it right off the bat. Nice. Disintegration by The Cure. Um, I learned Great this album. love song was one of the first bass lines I learned. And I also um, was obsessed with is Fascination. Love Cats on this album too? Love's Cat love Cats is not, but um, I, did I did play that one a lot too. Um, and Fascination Street. Is on this, which was yep. another bass line that I was just like, well, the bass in the 80s was just, it, yes, it's so good. It was so, everything like, was bass driven. Yep. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. So I would learn it. Fascination Street. It's, yeah. so it's so sick. And uh, he played a Rickenbacker, um, the bass player of uh, The Cure. And I 
a lot of my this is another band like the police that like my writing as a musician which i know i'm doing a podcast and i'm not much much of uh, i didn't make it but as a musician yeah podcasters I, didn't make it those who can't <laughs> make music musician make podcasts. they make podcasts those who can't make podcasts teach gym <laughs> i'm on Check the that. radio with my dad <laughs> but um the the bass lines were just they're beautiful this is such a dark album and it's haunting and eerie and it's a, a lot of that is contributed to the bass and i think the bass yes. really drives the music of the cure yes it does and that's what i did i used to play these songs i could still play them right now like i i love these bass lines bass dri- drove new wave 80s and it was the thing that got me into music was, i remember you in high school trying to get together do that fascination street and yeah the rest of the guys couldn't get on board with you no. and you were you so wanted to do that and i did uh, uh for our cover we ended up doing um friday i'm in love remember that for the, 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 the song i hate the most by the cure yeah um it's I, good I life it. it's good life like it. it's, it's good, good life but i i just i thought it was Too very cheesy. very bubblegum cheesy lyrics that's all i didn't like about that saturday's great <laughs> <laughs> exactly um right. that was awesome <laughs> let's seen them three, uh, three times in concert we we saw them this I've last them year lot, didn't yeah. we matt yeah we saw them in the summer fantastic great. in fact it was uh Father's Day father's present. Yeah. Well, all the kids paid for my dad's ticket. Yeah, they all and then sent, I got to go. They all sent me with uh, <laughs> you and Travis from your from your old band days, and yep. it was a. Uh, Robert Smith looks horrible. He looks terrible. He needs to just clean the cut up and just go with his voice. But man, his voice is incredible. His voice is incredible, still. but he looks he looks terrible. But okay. no, this kid wasn't there. You could have paid for your own <laughs> ticket to come. Spent all my money on dad's ticket, apparently. <laughs> I spent money on dad's ticket, too. I don't even remember buying too. him the ticket. <laughs> 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 uh, real quick, uh, Kenny said, uh, Mike, you have good-looking kids. Good thing they take after Becky. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> so, th- thanks. Thanks, I, Kenny. I, I, had a, I know he's really Kenny. just talking about me, but... Yeah, I had sure. a part in it, albeit a small part. <laughs> <laughs> Three pounds. Three pounds to get into that. Dang, that's not a small part. <laughs> Three pounds. Three pounds. That's, that's heavy average. lifting, man. That's average. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, moving on, Dad. Six, what's your six. What's your number six? Well, this is our first crossover. Okay. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. And, and, Which and, song and, you want me to play? Um, the one I would like you to play would be uh, Computer Blue. Okay. Oh, Computer Blue's great. Yeah, and that that's the one that kind of stands out for me. I really like that Is one. Is the water warm enough? I, I just like the whole, uh, the, the guitar riff, everything about that. It, and it's, a, it's just a powerful, it's a powerful sound. And, and, and Prince goes into that, that just hard solo in there, and it's just fantastic. But... Um, one thing I remember, I mean, the movie came along with Purple Lane, and, and the acting in the movie was horrible, and it still did well, but as I recall, and, and Kenny can correct me on this, I believe uh, Kenny had a bootleg um, copy of Purple Rain that we used to watch while it was in the theaters. And back in the 80s, that was like, like a camera one. guy. That was, like a, that was like the taboo thing, but we, <laughs> we had access to, uh, we, we watched Purple Rain a lot. That's uh, when they put up that warning, like, any reproduction of this was 
$250,000 and up yeah, to 10 my years cousin, in prison. Kenny and dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great pick. But, Obviously. Uh, yeah. Love it. It's great. My top 10. Great album. Great album. Iconic. Um, anything else you want to say on that before we No, I think on? we pretty much covered Prince. Okay. Um, my next one <clears throat> is... I did get to see him live, though. Me and mom saw him live couple of years before he passed away oh that's sweet so it was actually kind of cool that we actually alive. did go see him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see him dead did you <laughs> it'd be a boring concert it would be <laughs> he's quite quiet <laughs> <laughs> it was he's not the, dead yet not quite, not dead, quite yet. dead yet the message in a box tour <laughs> um <laughs> all right so message in a box <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Enough about that. Coffin box. Rest in peace. Great guy. All right. Great, great music. So I'm going to pick the album that I do believe deserves to be on anyone's top 10 list, which is Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, this album is brilliant. It uh, has some... He was transitioning from this like disco age thing into yep. this like funk groove and the bass lines are so good in all this the bass is awesome oh, this man and like billy jean you got billy jean on this song uh, i'm paul thriller. mccartney even did a duet and with then michael stole all his music <laughs> and then michael, oh, no, michael, stole, <laughs> michael all stole all the beatles music <laughs> but um yeah this is my a uh, fun little fact i'm because i'm saying it on here it's a fact i don't know if this is 100 percent truth but i have an it is. idea so it's 100 percent so the chorus to this song is, I want to love you, P-Y-T, the young thing. Right. And then they put love in. TLC. TLC to love and care. Yep. I think that's where TLC got their name. The the duo, the it 90s is. pop yeah. duo. Oh. That's my guess. I yep. think they got it from this song. That's yep. uh, And as Jordan Jordan just uh, fact-checked me. No, and yeah. That's uh, true. Kenny might be yep. able to go on that. That's uh, so, Kenny's kind of music right that's there. My, that's my thought is that TLC uh, got their name from this song. But such a great album. I don't think there needs to be too much said don't, about this album. Don't chase it's brilliant. Waterfalls. Isn't that TMC? Yeah, that's TLC. 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 Yep, that is. Um, and Scrub is another song. I don't want no Scrub. Scrub is a guy can't get oh, enough yeah. from me. Um, Michael Jackson's iconic and his music shows and you see how he created it they have they have clips of how he would create these songs and he beatbox and come up with all the sounds um, through his mouth and they just record and loop it on top of each other and then musicians would come in and they'd play it and uh, that's so cool that he just like would yep. he, he'd beatbox these things and, and he'd construct these songs um, all using his vocals and yeah I don't. Everyone knows Michael Jackson's the king of pop, so I'll leave it at that. So move on to you. That's my number four. Okay. Everybody my, does know that. <laughs> my number five is the Pretenders. Number four. Five. Oh, I skipped mine. Okay. Well, you better throw it in. I'll there throw real it in quick. here real quick. I'm sorry. So we know five. who your number four is. So. <laughs> yeah. So my number, and then you do both. Okay. Uh, my number five is, uh, the Police. Scranton, uh, I also call it Scrantonicity because of The Office. <laughs> Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Um, from The Police. My favorite song, my favorite police song is on this album, which is this song. King of Pain. King of Pain, the most beautiful lyrics. I tried to cover that song once and it didn't go great. But um, this, I remember that. I remember that. This album's phenomenal. <laughs> How it's, it didn't go it, great. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It's a good, poor choice. I remember now that 
you've reminded me because I'd forgotten it was so bad. <laughs> I had uh, to forget. No, it. you needed to. <laughs> but at least um, you tried. I was trying to recreate it on a recording, and it just wasn't working out. But um, I, th- this album is phenomenal. Uh, the the biggest hit is uh, "Every Breath You Take," right? The real quick, cr- Mom said, song. "Great videos that even made the songs, or that made the songs even better." For the police? Uh, no. I think that was for Michael Jackson's, maybe, or the police. Actually, both. The police would had be, some cool videos. They both had too. great music videos. Michael controlled MTV. We had MTV, and that was, that's something we haven't mentioned. That was phenomenal. The fact that we had music videos 24 7, it was so cool. And then, you know, you kind of came up into an era a... where, it, yeah, it became talk shows and yeah. game shows and reality, and it was so cool. Even VH1 was was good too. It was just all these videos. You could come home from work, whatever, come home late from clubbing or whatever, watch videos, yeah. and uh, it was great. It was great. Anyway, that's my number five. So five is Police Synchronicity. Four is Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, that. my five was the Pretenders self-titled right. album. Okay, and um, I love The Pretenders. This came out really early in the 80s, like 1980. Um, I wanted you to kind of throw on... The first song I heard by him was a song called Kid. It's just called Pretenders. And they had uh, like a rock and roll sound um, that they adapted into a punk style. And the reason I, I, I wanted you to play Kid first is because you can hear that oldies kind of rock sound that yeah that guitar now Chrissy Hind was the lead singer oh Chrissy now Chrissy Hind I would not call a perfect 10 okay but, you're tripping but her voice to me at that time was a 10 and a half her voice was just melted me I think she has the most classic voice for, for a rock lead singer for, for a lady female vocalist but if you go to like uh, Tattooed Love Boys and you'll see the progression to like more of a punk new wave style that's the pocket was the most popular one um you know, when it came to commercial, but uh, I will. Anything after that, Pretenders, I, I like, okay, but that first album, Love Every Song. They do have a track on there called Space Invaders. That's cool. Where they took the beat from well, the Space Invaders game, on our, on our and game they adapted podcast. an instrumental to it, and you can hear it. So they're taking that Space Invader beat. Pretenders is my number five. I love that album. I love Chrissy Hines' voice. Uh, another one I've seen in concert, too. So I, I try to get to see as many of the the bands I really love in concert as I can, but they're all getting older now. So uh, Real quick, uh, we yeah. have another first-time chat. said, hi, Mike, Becky, Matt, and Jordan uh, from Escalfo. E-S-C-A-A-L-F-O. Who do you think that is? What's your name, if you're willing to put yes. it on there? 
Escape. Es- es- give us Escalfo. a clue. Some Escape. Funny, that's spelled just like Escalfo. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed to go to number four, didn't I? Uh, now number four, yeah. Go okay. to number four. So I, being such a police fan, um, I... Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to clog up my top ten with I all did. police. I know I you did. Clogged it. I, I, I know you did. Clogged it hard. It's, and um, my, my, who is it? um, it's Uncle Al from Louisiana. Oh, hey Al. What's up, What's up Al? Al? Hey, how's it going? Say hi to Allie for me. I'm sure she, um, she, she liked the Purple Rain votes. Although she probably puts Purple Rain at number one. She loves Prince. I know my. It's my stepsister Allie. And Louisiana, she absolutely loves Prince. Louisiana frog kicks. And out now, one thing here's a, here's, a, here's a cool here's a cool story though. Al, Al, some years back, he, and he showed me this the last time we were down there. He he was on a, a plane flight to Costa Rica, and the Jackson Five were on it. What? And he's got all their signatures, their autographs. The Jackson Whoa, Five were man, on the that's flight, gonna be and he showed it. It's like. Worse and he showed him in the last time we were bro. down in Louisiana, and it, it, that was like, holy crap. Yeah, it was like, like cool, oh, yeah. I'm going to put that in my pocket, and we'll <laughs> sever this relationship. Um, uh, what's your next album, Dad? Ken said, by uh, the it, way, Mike. Close. Sorry, go ahead. Ken said, by the way, Mike, my son is watching. His name on here is Chad Chillington. Chad Chillington. Chillington. Hey, is that on New One In? And you know what? He is a, a photographer, Kenny told me, and I actually had a chance to check out his Instagram. You guys should check it out. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Kenny, you should drop his Instagram in the chat. He's also a veteran of, of <coughs> Afghanistan. Yeah, and, it's uh, legit. Saw some pretty rough stuff. So He seems guy. like a I pretty got, freaking cool dude. I got to meet him a couple of years ago when I was down there. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a solid dude. And his photography and filming is great. Yeah, it's sick, man. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Ghost in the Machine. We've talked a little okay, about it. Okay. And the reason I picked Ghost in the Machine out of the police albums is it's your on favorite. synchronicity <laughs> i hated every breath you take oh it's so good the i know part. it is oh, now but beautiful. that spelled the end of the police that when that oh. was released that was a sting song that was not my police and there was a couple of tracks on the other albums and yada Mondata that i just hated and you know what and, and uh, you go Montoya. Hated? Hated. <laughs> and so you I, killed my father my, my favorite die. song off. Um, Can I guess it? Uh, yeah. Van Horn said, chad.vh. So on Instagram. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. To check out his Invisible uh, photography. And, and, hey, I was going to guess. Let me guess, not? bro. That was what I was going to guess. Thanks. Chad.vh. It, it was also your favorite music video. Yes. My favorite song by the police is Invisible Sun. And it was actually way cool that he did this at the Sting concert we went yeah. to this year, which was a total surprise. I told him to be. Yeah, this song's all about the uh, conflict in um, Northern Ireland uh, during the 70s. And uh, the video actually got banned off uh, TV in England. Really? Because, of its, because he showed what was actually happening. Uh, it showed kids throwing rocks at soldiers, and it was a pretty controversial video. And uh, yeah, it did get banned. Um, this is a beautiful song. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's my favorite Police song. Yeah. Okay. It's my right. second favorite. Back to me then. We're down to the the, the, the top, top three. three. Okay, these are the the big ones. 
So, um, my favorite police song, I'll put this as my third. Okay. Uh, Every Breath You Take. Ah, Dad's least favorite. Really? Well, not now. I love it as a sting. Dude, I love this song. Also, this guitar part is deceivingly hard. It's like a stretch. It's beautiful. Um, You're so spot on. Um, so my number three uh, goes hand in hand with Jordan's number three. Then is the Police Zenyatta Mondata. 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 What? (laughs) Zenyatta Mondata. Yeah. Don't Um, ask me what it means. I've never looked it up. What's it mean? I don't know, but this album is phenomenal. The first six songs on that album is 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 the best six songs of the oh, place together. Oh man, this together. is such a great song. The bass, the way Sting plays the bass, dude, it's like it's so different from other bass players. It doesn't like fall. It follows its own. It's almost like a lead. It would have been there for me only for the song "Bombs Away" and "Behind My Campbell." Hated them. This whole album is great. You really like you like Bombs yeah. Away? Yeah, I like them all. Dude. Oh, that's I, cool. I, I think they were the, the two disappointing tracks for me. Um, so Bombs Away is uh, this one. You don't like this one? The drums. No, never this really song. liked it. Those ghosts. Well, the the lyrics were corny. Dude, this album is phenomenal. I, I, mean, I feel I, like I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that though, because I feel like you played Canary so in a Coal Mine. Dude, that like reggae. Wow. No, like I say, the first six songs of that album were phenomenal. Um. Anyway, I've already said too much about the play. They are definitely my favorite band of the '80s. Are the Police? Yep. They have the biggest influence on me uh, of the '80s. So. Love them. This is the popular song. Yep. Um, I've don't seen stand po- so close to me. The controversial yep. one now. I'd probably get canceled now. So yeah. about, fall, about falling in love with your school <laughs> teacher. High school. He yeah. he was a high school teacher too. He was, a math, he was a math teacher. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> this song is awesome. <laughs> no. Um, um, anyway, yeah. So, what's your top three, Father? Here's our next crossover, and yeah. I have a feeling our top two might be crossovers too. But uh, Rio is my number three. What song are we playing? We are gonna go with uh, New Religion. Oh, great song. Oh my God. I'm gonna fast forward a little to give it. Again, we've uh, we've talked a lot of Duran Duran, but Duran Duran are so bass driven, and I think I, I seem to remember you like getting my Duran Duran CD or whatever and saying I never realized how bass driven they were. Yeah, and John Taylor is a phenomenal bass player, and he 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 runs the band. That's the sound. I um you had a. You have a picture that reminds me of this album cover at the house. It's a Patrick Nagel picture, um, and that's what he they use for their album cover. And uh, I'm surprised I didn't dig this band more, like like Tears for Fears or like uh, the Police or uh, anyway. Uh, it, it, they've grown on me later. I've come back to them. It was a couple years ago that I said that to you. I was like, I went back and. I, I always liked some of the songs, but I went back and was like, oh my goodness, man, this is like 
really good, yep. really drivey bass. Yes. Like you can see they construct their songs around the bass. And um, and Simon yeah. LeBond's got a really iconic voice. And yeah. it works. It works. Okay, that was your number three or your that two? That was my was number that? three. Okay, here we go. My number two. Number two, almost to number one. My number two is... Michael Jackson's bad. Good choice. It's such a great album. album. It's such a My number two as well. <laughs> and because we talked about it, uh, that music video with the bunny. Yes. Uh, yeah, he kind of had a short. Actually, that's Speed Demon. So no, that was this one. No, I think, that's wasn't this it? one. I think it's both. This is the one with the bunny chasing him yeah. on the motorcycle. Oh, but you're it, right. It mixes you are them both. It's it's a it's a 45 minute um, movie. You can find it on YouTube, and it goes over all the songs. That's um, it and it was like a weird thing, and he has a couple other songs in it, but it's basically over bad, and it was a storyline that, and they go from each video. Another another interesting thing about that that uh, another part of me. Which is another yeah. great one. That it's not to... another part of me. It's another part of me. Yeah. That was the play out <laughs> song. Remember when we used to go to Disneyland and we'd just go see Captain EO? Yes. That was the when you're walking out of the theater after what? seeing the three D movie Captain EO, this is what they play. Yeah, they didn't realize what was going on there Captain when they EO. Captain EO. You might have been. Nah, no, I, it, it was like kind of Star Wars. It was like the first oh, was 3D it? movie was that? at, at uh, Disneyland. And it was Star where, Tours? Yeah, no, no. no it, it was, was actually called Captain EO. It was in the movie theater, and it was 3D. Before the small. You put the glasses before on. Before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Yes. In that yeah. theater thing. Yeah. It was yeah. After okay, I Honey, remember. I Shrunk the Kids. Because I missed it when it was gone. I was like, oh, yeah. I want that old one back. But Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids. As soon as all the controversy started, you know. Disney of pulled course. out really quick. And yeah. yeah, I think they pulled so. that out. Either, but yeah, anyway, this album is way better than Thriller, and Thriller made my top ten. Every single song on this album is cr incredible. It's I a great, love, it's a great album. album. Um, <clears throat> I can't speak enough of this album. Uh, it's just awesome. So that's my number two. Okay, yeah. Father, what is your number two? So my number two is songs from the big chair. Songs from the big church. Tears for fears, and 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 uh, this, this is as close. What what song do you want? Play. I want broken. Yeah. Where it leads into head over heels. The end. But broken. That bass, man. And you can keep playing it while I talk. But I was going through a difficult time when this album came out, and I felt I almost felt like this album was written for me and if you i was I, I was at a point where i was man. almost wanting to go back to england my grandmother died my parents were getting divorced my dad had an affair and it was i was just lost yeah and listen to the opening line sorry listen to the opening line if you just volume up when he starts singing it it spoke of what was going on with my family. That says, between the searching and the need to work it out, I stopped believing everything will be all right. Broken, we are broken. That was my family. Yeah. We were broken. The family was broken. And 
And uh, there's, there's part of that lyric that comes in there. It says, one, one little boy, anger, one little man. You see that lyric? It says, one little boy, anger, one little man. Yeah, one little boy, anger, Anger, one that man. anger stood out. Because I was angry. I was angry with what was going on. And then it went into the head over heels. And head over heels, I don't know. You may not have seen the video. The video was kind of a nerdy video. And it was about a, somebody being confused about trying to be in a relationship. Well, it was around the time that I was dating your mom. And, and, um, <laughs> there's a lot, oh, there's a it's lot of second. lyrics in this song that just stand out. And it, it was like, it was written for me. And sorry, I, I get, I always get a little emotional on this, but. And I, I, you've never seen this before with this album with me no uh, it, it's a personal album to me it really is and um, you know I nearly went home and the only reason I never went back to England was for the love of a wonderful lady who was your mother and uh, it changed everything and I know Kenny's going to be mad if I don't mention that. Yes, Kenny, I probably wouldn't have met Becky <laughs> if, if it wasn't, wasn't for you. you meeting him the night before with our friend John. <laughs> you told John. me that sto story. But too. obviously you didn't charm her enough. And then the next night I went there and obviously I had a little more charm than you. But <laughs> thank you, Kenny. But that is true. That is true. Kenny did. He, he, I remember him saying to me, hey, you should have come out to us come out with us last night we met these couple of chicks from utah and yeah. the rest is history obviously yeah and those uh, itches in your pants became amazing. four little kids so. dude uh that amazing is album. powerful uh thank you for being vulnerable like that appreciate it um, yeah that's cool it makes sense why that was played so much at riverton because this is the one i was talking about when i was talking about duran duran was this tears for fears yeah you're we playing this music video and I always remember the shout song mainly. You know, shout, another interesting thing, shout. really quick. I know we're going. Oh, cool. I okay. know we're going we, way over we're time. We're cool. We're cool with it. But 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 um, <clears throat> I w during that confusion, Tears for Fears come out with this album, and then all of a sudden, Tears for Fears shot the video for Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and in it was Palm in Palm Springs. Desert, Palm Springs, <laughs> and what's the first line? Well, let's put on that song, first of all. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Wow, and dude. I heard that line, and they were in Palm Springs. And it He's said to me, it desert, said yeah. to me, here's your life now. It's in Palm Springs. Wow. There's no turning back. That opening line spoke to me. All those years yeah. ago, I still remember that. And a lot of this has never come out. And... I don't. I, I don't. Even, I may have mentioned it to mom. Uh, you never told but, me this, which is shocking. This is a. And th there's more. There's more about this album, but we can go into that later. It's cool more. that music can get to you that quick. You know, one artist did for me Tech Nine too. He did a song <laughs> "I'm a Player," oh. and oh man, it just really. Way to I'm kill kidding. The moment. And it worked. <laughs> I know. Hey, y'all sitting there with a Super Mario. Maybe that's why on. you're <laughs> single, bro. <laughs> Probably. I'm a player. I'm a player. <laughs> I'm not, though. So that was just um, a big joke. Well, I will go into my number one, then. <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't your number one. Um, my number one album is... Yeah, songs from the Big songs Chair. Songs from the Big Chair by Tears for Fears. Wow. Um, 
this album, even if I was doing my top 10 albums ever in my life, which is kind of cool hearing these stories now, realizing how impactful that was yep. to you, this album is, it would not even, it would make my top five. It would be debatably one of my favorite albums ever in. I know every single line, uh, every single world, I the feeling that I get with this album, every time I, it's also funny because every time I go to Palm Springs, I have to listen to this album. Anytime I'm in California, um, I I think it is it perfectly encapsulates the beauty of the '80s with the synth, but also allowing like the guitars and the bass to shine through. And these two lead singers with their they're amazing, incredible voices. Mm -hmm. And it's the only '80s band. <clears throat> um, I, I count seeing the police with Sting. But they're the only 80s band that I haven't seen, and I want to see they're them so, list. so list bad. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but every single song on this album, there's not a song I don't like it's, on it's this album. Close, it's close to as perfect an album as you can get. Even uh, they have that real, um, I believe. I believe they're and, ballad. And ballad. It, 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 again, it's another song. that It's like a poem that just speaks to me, and, and we can go into that later on personally, but... Uh, it's just one uh, every song. I mean, the, the last one, which is very uh, abstract compared to yeah, the rest. Listen, listen. yeah. Uh, the second verse in it um, uh, says something about um, yeah. In, in a new world, I think it's the uh, second line. Um, yeah, it says pilgrim. pilgrim fa yeah, father sailed away, found a brave new world. New world, listen. Spoke to me again. Uh, soothe my feeling. Yep. Yeah, soothe my feeling. So, yeah, this is cool that it's your number one. I'm not surprised. This was not even, a, it wasn't even a question. Yeah. I knew. Uh, this is Mother's Talk. I can play every song on this. I, I love this whole album. Yep. But I'm going to play this one just for a sec because these drums um, are just incredible. They're iconic. Right at the beginning, it's like thick bass kick. All oh, right, so we gotta hear it. Oh my gosh, this album is just, I can't, it, anyone listening that hasn't, you know, the 80s isn't their thing, or if they haven't listened to this album, needs to listen to it. It's short, it's not a long album, it's nine songs. It's, it goes, uh, I think it's actually only four songs. It's four songs beautiful um it's inspirational it's uh, it's iconic and um i think i think why it speaks to me so much is because i do remember going to california i do remember you listening to this all the time it, it reminds me of palm desert it reminds me of late uh, it's funny that you say it got you through hard times because this is an album of comfort for me it's an album that i go to to feel good yep um it's an album i go to to reflect on like the good things that i have in my life because it reminds me of trips with my family to California and to Disneyland and to, um, y y you know, there's certain things that like people can think about and and reminisce on that like take them to a new place. Right. And uh, y y you think of, I think of the movie Hook where it's like, where it talks about how you have to think a happy thought um, for flying. <laughs> if I was going to think a happy thought, like it would be to the soundtrack of songs from the big chair. It'd be everybody wants to rule the world or, 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 or 
what or shout or uh, <coughs> head over heels. Uh, and it just takes me to a place that is just amazing. So it's really special for me to hear you talk about the Thanks. album so highly. And um, it's, it's a cool experience to be able to, to have that cool. moment here. So thank okay. you. So, all right, your number one, the number my, one album of the 80s. My number one. I need to listen to more 80s music, man. <laughs> I think you're more in touch with my soul and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's War by U2. Okay, crossover. Oh, here, here's another one. Uh, my dad put this album. No, never mind. It was U2 singles. My dad put U2 singles into the 12 disc <laughs> CD changer that we had in our truck. And he didn't put 12 discs in there. No, he put just YouTube singles in there and played it over. That's how you learn the lyrics. Yeah. Right? You know what, dude? I wasn't mad about it because it was, it was so good. The album. That's my rant. It, <laughs> I, I was a huge Police fan. I still am. And they still are my favorite band, The Police. I think War mm-hmm. came out in 1983. It was a little time before I emigrated over here. And it was so raw. And, and I visualize, like you, you did the band thing when you were trying to get a band together. And, and when I heard, the first song I heard was New, New Year's Day. And when I heard that, I went, that's how simplicity can become iconic. Yeah, they um, perfected it. You, you have the edge there going, okay, I'm going to use one finger and I'm going to play a little piano intro. Right. And then later on, I'll go into a guitar riff. And I think it was Adam Clayton was the bass player. Barely knew how to play the bass. In fact, when they were putting the band together... He was just a buddy, right? Yeah. They taught him how to play the bass. On that song, New Year's Day, that bass line, you could probably teach to me. And you know how pathetic I am with music. And then the drum beat, you could literally have done with a drum machine. The three come together... And then Bono with those, uh, he just has soulful lyrics. Especially and, in this album. And, 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 and it know, probably hits home for you too because of a lot of the conflict that he's talking about is coming, at least Sunday Buddy Sunday, you know, is coming between the Catholic and... Uh, yeah, it was to do with the problems in Ireland, which where you two are from. And I remember I know playing you're not, it. And, and that my, area, you know. I remember playing Bloody Sunday, Sunday Bloody Sunday. And my mom went, what is that? I'm like, it's a band you too. She's like, no, that drum beat, that's the Orange March. I'm like, it's Sunday Bloody yeah, Sunday. This drum, this drum beat, real quick. Let's, and let's and just that, play that drum, drum beat, beat is actually commemorative of a horrible battle. I don't know the history, so I'm not going to guess at it, but it, 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 it's actually a march. And, um, but, but the album is so, so raw. And, and then they sung about the, at that time, we weren't really at war worldwide, but there was this Cold War going on between Russia and America and, and China, and, and where everybody had nukes aimed at each other. And they have a, he has a song in there called Seconds. And, and the lyric is, it takes a second to say goodbye, push the button and pull the plug. And that is such a simple lyric, but so powerful. The first lyric in the line. Yes. The first lyric of the song. And and it talks about the main countries, Russia, USSR, which was Russia at the time before the Berlin Wall came down. USA, China, 
Um, they're the, and London, they're the ones the puppets pull the strings. I mean, yeah. it was, everybody felt that there was, we were one push of a button away from rockets and missiles firing every country. And, and then I just want to touch on one more song because uh, um, there's a track in there called Drowning Man. Yeah. And I get a tear every time I hear that song. You could, you could tidy that up and you could play that song in church. And I could read a lot of things into that. I don't want to wax spiritual, but uh, that's, that's a very spiritual song. Um, that is somebody communicating with whatever they believe in, whoever they believe in. You know, you know the choice is how you want to believe that. But that, I, 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 I got a tear listen to that song. It's such a powerful ballad. But the whole album, start to finish. Phenomenal. Brilliant. Yeah. I fell in love with it the minute I heard it. And it is. It's raw. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's, it's like beautiful. listening to it live. It, it's just a raw album. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of haters now. You too. Oh, they sold out, blah, blah, blah. You know, they got popular. Yeah. I'm glad that I was around as a 16, 17-year-old to hear when these albums came out. And, and, and to hear just how raw they were. And in fact, just after that album, they did a live album called Live from Red Rocks. It was called Live Under a Blood Red Sky. And there's an iconic uh, video of um, you two doing Sunday Bloody Sunday, which I've I, seen it. it it's seen brilliant. It. It's so great. And, and they put that on a live album. I know you guys aren't into live albums, but that oh, one I is am. actually a like surprisingly great live album. Yeah, yeah, I like live albums for you sure. You two more. I'm not yeah. into live albums. I knew one of you. you I know I Matt love is. Them. I, Matt I, I listen to them all the time. I know DVDs of them too. Yeah, all the time. <clears throat> so. Okay, that is a great pick. So our we, top two were dang close. So let's um, let's rapid fire some of our uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, and then we'll do the poll and we'll, we'll call it a night. Okay, because uh, I know we're going way over. Sorry, way honey. Over. I know I said <laughs> I wouldn't try to be late, but I, I kind of warned you that this one might go over. Oh, uh, no, we're excited. This is a big episode to have you on. So, uh, so why uh, don't you rapid fire your honorable I'll mentions and I'll do mine? All of these could have been my number 10. The main ones that were, I was toggling between were talking heads speaking in tongues um that album has one of has pro maybe one of my favorite songs of the 80s which is this must be the place i've covered that song a lot yep. the lyrics are incredible u2's joshua tree the problem with u2's joshua tree is the first four or five songs are incredible and the last half of the album is j it just doesn't hit for me right um in excess kick was another one i think is just great it just didn't quite have as many songs as what just I, real quick going back I, to joshua tree yeah that was right up where i lived in california yeah and, and they shot a lot of the uh their videos out in the desert there even did um, they recorded out there uh, yeah and they even did the one in las vegas too um with uh I, I don't know which song it was. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. I think they should. Yeah, the streets have Vegas. no name. They yeah. did it. streets have no name, right? But no, or, that was. I still was haven't found what I'm looking for. Was in Vegas, and the okay. streets have no name was a bunch of those desert towns up in Yucca Valley, uh, Joshua yeah. Tree, those areas. You know, so. So it's a great album. Um, it's just the first few songs are so good, and then it just kind of it, it, 
it's a little bit of a letdown later on. In Excess Kick. What's the song by In Excess where they just lay, name off the lyrics or the different Meditate. words? Meditate. It was yeah. the extended version of. Um, that was so good. Well, well, yeah. 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 It, I did it a, continues I did from uh, Needs You Tonight. But um, yeah, he just kind of almost raps like he goes. Yeah, they got that idea from a Bob Dylan video from the 60s where Bob Dylan did the same thing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. The meat you ate, the guilt to pay. Yeah. <laughs> the number eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's like my favorite song on the album, Meditate. Yeah, it's so um, good. And then the last two are Genesis self-titled. And then... Um, this is technically not an album, which is why I didn't make my 10. This one almost got on was uh, New Order is like a compilation album, Substance. Um, New Order had this. Uh, and I can't. I, I This album I've been listening to nonstop since I've been checking out. It has Blue Monday, which everybody knows. This yeah. is the popular one, right? Yeah. But um, it's got like the deep tracks in this album are really good. And the. The Bizarre Love Triangle radio edit is almost better than the original. Your, your Uncle Troy, who, who uh, sold you the Rickenbacker, he was he was really into New Order. And uh, him and his friends, I remember this story from when he was real young, him and his friends went to see him in concert. Yeah. And they didn't play Blue Monday. And they actually got to meet the band afterwards. No way. And uh, one of their friends um, said, how come you didn't play Blue, Blue Monday? Monday? And they just looked him dead in the eye and went, because we didn't feel like it. <laughs> and that was it. it. And yeah, they were really bummed. But yeah, New Order, he was really into Dude, New Order. Dude, New Order's great. And I think they do such good work with drum machines. Yeah. And um, Synth Sounds, and it's it's an album that I have grown to really love over the past couple of weeks. I think True Faith um, is my favorite one by New Order. Yeah, I think True, it's Faith. True Faith. Yeah, it's it's, really that's their, one of their big hits. Yeah. Uh, Bizarre uh, Love, love Triangle, Triangle. True, uh, True Faith, and Blue Monday are their big ones. But they have some other ones on here, like Thieves Like Us. It's really good. The Perfect Kiss. Some really cool songs yep. on good here. Good band. So. Um, all right, what are your honorable dimensions? Okay, I'm going to rifle through them because I had a couple of closing things to say. But Shuttered Room by The Fix. I, I loved it, politically driven. I love The Fix. Uh, they were similar to The Police in some ways. With Do you the, know what it, like, but they didn't have like a good consistent album. They have like all these good hits throughout right, but the I, years. Shuttered Room. I, and I, the, big, the big album was Reach the Beach, and I was not into that as much as Shuttered Room. Okay. Uh, and then... Um, I liked Madonna during the 80s, yeah. but she never did a consistent album with great songs all the way through. Her self-title is good. The self-title was, was pretty good, but until late in the 80s when she did uh, Like a Prayer, and I think that was her best album. Yeah. Because, uh, and um, I want a little shout out to Michael's sister, Janet. Oh, yeah, that's she a great that album. She did that Rhythm Nation album, which yeah. was really cool. It's kind of a concept album. Yeah, Janet Jackson, is a, she's got some bangers, dude. She's so really good. You were probably surprised not to hear me say The Cure in my top ten. Yes. But I was getting into The Cure, but I couldn't get into a full album with The Cure. But they had an album in the 80s called Standing on a Beach, which was a, a compilation of their earlier hits. And I really loved that. In fact, it was your... It was your um, your, your 
Uncle Troy that had yeah. that album. I'm like, oh, that is a really good. But it had all their earlier, earlier hits on it. So yeah. uh, that's how I got into them. And I think, um, okay, one story here. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't make your list. Okay. That was a... Because he wasn't born in the USA. That was Duh, a, man. That was a real... Yeah, but he's coin- got videos of <laughs> that, him That album was a coincidence, it. the whole Bruce Springsteen. In fact, it was Kenny's brother that said to me once, he saw me dancing or something. He's like... The basketball you player? dance like Bruce Springsteen in that Dancing in the Dark video. You should do that as a lip sync. And at that time, when Kenny piped in at the start, going, I'm surprised Wham's not on there, which is an honorable mention, Wham, George Michael. Yeah, that's good. Um, Kenny and I were in a uh, soda shop, and there was a um, a bar, and there was a lip sync <laughs> contest going on, and we watched these people do this lip sync, and they were awful, and they got a, the winners got a hundred bucks, and me and Kenny kind of looked at each other and went. That'd be easy. So the following week, they did these lip syncs every Tuesday night, I think it was, at the Red Onion in Palm Desert. We got these Choose Life shirts printed up, and we went back and we did Wham's Choose Life. And brought the house down, 100 bucks. And it was all of a sudden, it was like, Hey, we could get 100 bucks every week. (laughs) This is an easy way to get beer money. And... um, and so we started doing, we did a lot together. We did some with our friend John, and, and then we split up and did some stuff. And uh, and uh, we did ZZ Top, and uh, I also yeah, did ZZ Top with my brother-in-law, Edgar, when we were in Salt Lake. Edgar? Yeah, he did. did. I've got a picture of that. Oh, my and gosh. That's... It was actually great. He really liked ZZ Top. And, and, um, but one of the funnest ones, and we didn't even really place, was uh, I wanted to do Addicted to Love uh-huh. by Robert Palmer. With the one where he has the all the girls dressed yeah. in like, well, I try. I, I talked to Becky about it, and she had her friends out there, the the spinners, yeah, Cindy and Judy and Mindy, and <clears throat> um, they were all on board. And Kenny had a friend that had a uh, owned a limo. He was like a he was like a cop from Palm Springs. I'm a limo driver. Owned a, <laughs> picked us all up. We pulled they were cones. Up, we pulled up outside the. Uh, the nightclub where Kenny was working as a bouncer was called Zelda's in Palm Springs. We got out the limo, and the girls are all decked out just like the oh, girls in the man, video. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, and we did it, and it went great. And I thought, there's a video somewhere of that. I don't know. Kenny, if you can find that one, it would be awesome. But um, I think I did a great job. I think uh, Cindy and Mom and Judy did a great job. But I think Mindy got stage fright because... She didn't even start moving until we were like a minute into the song. But, but yeah, we did. We had so much fun doing lip syncs. And it was just an easy way to earn like some side money. But Kenny and I had. Yeah, but I there's a video of you doing this, which is so funny. And you're doing the like, you got the guitar and you're like, boom, and then yep. you. And you're like this British boy. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. That, that night was we were trying to qualify. Kenny and I, we, we, we'd gone separate and. Kenny did this thing uh, by, uh, I think it was an artist, a rap artist called Curtis Blow, and it was called Basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. He did that, and he he was a basketball player, so he was spinning the basketball on his finger, and he's he's doing all the basketball stuff while he's doing the lip sync. Right. And I think he placed third uh, in the finals. 
you know, but to qualify for the finals, I had to come up with something by myself, yeah. you know? And so, why not? I'll try this born in the USA. Just happens that that night I went in there, there was a whole bunch of Marines from 29 Palms oh, nice. Marine Base in there. <laughs> so they were freaking out. And brought the house out. So I made the finals. I didn't place the finals. Kenny got third, but it was a guy. They were actually pissed off that some British <laughs> dude was singing Born in the USA. Is that a red coat up there? We got in the newspaper. Our picture was taken. And we're in the newspaper. Me and John and Kenny for doing I Can Dream About You. Um and uh, just, just it, it had this little write-up <laughs> about us being qualified for the finals, and it actually said in there, and ironically, Mike Davis from England is in the finals doing Born in the USA um, by Bruce Springsteen. So those were good times. And, and, and I did the Dancing in the Dark. That was the first one I did. And um, graciously, your mom, who was my then potential girlfriend, um agreed to play the um part of bruce pulling the uh courtney cox yeah. out of the audience and um and so that was like kind of cool the, the whole lip sync thing was fun yeah it sounds cheesy to people when you when you look back it's not people so now cool. and they that's go cool. but but we had so much fun and then when i tell i told my wife i told Bria about the stories that kenny told me kenny and uh i told her a little bit about like and she's like that does not surprise me at all. Your parents still party. <laughs> they party more than you. <laughs> and Jordan and Amy, that like you're. The, the, she's like, she's like, they party more than their kids. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have one more lip sync story, and that happened here in Utah. And I, I, I'd placed in the finals. I'd done like a, a George Michael lip sync, and placed in the finals at a club here called Oscars, and 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 the grand prize was a trip to Hawaii. Whoa. And I'm like... We I'm, gotta go I, for this. I, I'm pulling out the stoppers on this. Right. So I, I, I get in this trench coat and I've got like this blonde wig on. I've got dark glasses on. And, and, and I'm covering up something underneath. And, and I start with Eurythmics, um, Here Comes the Rain Again. Okay. And I'm doing it very kind of robotic type, you know. And then I, I, I'd mixed a tape where as soon as uh, it got done with the opening line on that, Madonna's Burning Up came on off her original album, and I pulled off the trench coat, and I was decked out as Madonna. <laughs> and We've got pictures of that. <laughs> it, we'll post them on the page. <laughs> it brought the house down, and a lot of this went by audience participation, you know, the, the sound the audience made. Brought the house down. And um, it come to the judging, and there was just the one prize. Yeah. They placed me second. Oh, man. The winners were three barmaids that worked at the establishment who did the Supremes. Oh, you got that was rigged, bro. That's you can rigged. tell Dad's bitter. And, yeah, oh, it's only 82 years it ago. It was, yeah. <laughs> that was probably 1987, 88, somewhere around there. Oh, I was, but, almost, uh, a, I was almost a little but, baby but, at tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii trip, I would have came a little bit earlier. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, it was just like, it is what it is. Even the DJ said, 
bull crap, man. Bull. I, you know. That's but, awesome um, story, though. But in finishing, I know, I know we need to wrap up. I, I said yeah. to you the other day, I said I, I had a song that was my favorite from the 80s. And, and ironically. Can I guess it? I've yeah. had a time to think about okay. it. Okay. Dear God. No. Dang it. No, but that is an awesome song. Okay. But um, the, it reminds me of that car, that project you did when you went to college. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, you mentioned the album that it was on in your um, honorable mentions, which was the Genesis self-titled. Oh, Mama. Mama. Yeah. Uh, that I song, thought about that one too. That song yeah. is controversial. <laughs> Uh, the um, <laughs> the, the members it. of the band say that it was about a someone's fixation with a prostitute. My version of that is somewhat more controversial. A lot of people believe it's about something else, which is a the abortion issue. Yeah. And it, it, and it, that beat is the heartbeat of a mother, and the lyrics are the thoughts of an unborn child. Yeah. And if you listen to it in that concept. It's it, a hard song to listen it's to. It's a hard song, but this song just stands out to me. It, it's just deep. And when I think of one song that stands out in the 80s, it's this one. It's so funny that you said that because I was debating between when I was like, I got to guess it. Because uh, you said it wasn't going to be in your top 10. And I was like, oh, XTC, Dear God. And I was thinking Mama by Genesis. This is one of my favorite songs uh, ever, too. It's very haunting. Brilliant, very brilliant haunting. Song. All right. Well, we're going to close it out because we went over. But um, it was awesome. like a little bit. What's up? <laughs> but there's still a little bit. Yeah, I was just going to say the hasn't poll. heard it, listen to it and, 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 and make your own judgments about it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great song. Um, I'm just gonna say what the poll was. The top three for the poll, okay? Um, there's clear cut one, two, three, and four. Actually, were clear cut. So I'm gonna do the top four. So number four was Prince Purple Rain by the poll. Yep. Um, number three was The Police uh, Synchronicity. Number two was Michael Jackson's Thriller, and number one was Tears for Fears, Songs, Songs from, from the, the Big, Big Chair. Chair. That's awesome. Which is pretty sweet. And thanks to everybody that voted. There was uh, over 70 plus votes. Um, we appreciate that. I know my dad and I were most of those. But um, we appreciate everybody that's... Listen, Dad, thanks for coming on. It was so fun. It was way fun. And thanks and for everybody who was on the stories. chat. And yeah. everybody who got involved. And Thanks, Kenny, and, and some of the new peeps that hopped on here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for everybody that's been downloading the podcast and the episode. And thanks for Jordan for... Uh, putting up with these music episodes because I know it's not necessarily. I think he enjoyed this. I like it. I it brings back memories. It's it's really cool to hear about stuff that I've never heard from you before. Like that's that wasn't interesting to me about the tears for fears. That's probably it's probably not good that like a lot of other people found out about at the same time you did. Oh, I want to hear more. You know, like when the mics turn off, I want to hear more. There's more. There's more. Things come out at times, you know, and and I think that's kind of what a cool experience, you know, we started doing this podcast, which we did. Excuse me. I hope that didn't bounce, but um, which we did, you know, to kind of express ourselves a bit and kind of learn, like create, we've talked about it. Like we've, we've done this to kind of create like a journal, in a way for the future if it really doesn't turn much into anything like it's just something fun that me and my brother get to do together and get to have guests on that we learn about and then in the future people can listen and our kids can listen and hear more and so for you to tell us something like that on it 
is really cool in my yeah. eyes. It adds Thank to you. our journal and 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 we. It, it, I I just I really liked it, and I do enjoy these music episodes because it also brings out more music that I can listen to, and it reminds me like, hey, I want to listen to this stuff again. Yeah, because I get into like the car. Uh, you know, Spotify's making up my playlist because I hear another song. It's great, and it's good to learn music that way. But I do miss like listening to stuff that I grew up with, and I get away from it. I, I'm, so I'm, I think that's huge. Yeah. Thanks. I, I'm I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed to have met Becky. Uh, I love you, Becky, and I, I'm blessed to have such fantastic kids and grandkids and and, and in-laws. And it's it, it's a fun ride. And, and anybody who's listening, it just Throw the word out. Support my boys on their little oh, project man. here. It's a lot of fun. You know, if you tune in and it, it doesn't interest you, then tune out, you know. But um, they do a lot of fun stuff. Some of it's quirky and quirky. And, leave leave uh, a five-star review before you tune, tune but, out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they try to make it fun and, and try to make it That's silly. And, and, and yeah. that, it's, it's a real casual podcast. And I, I, I'm just really happy that I had an opportunity to come on. And Thanks. Well, we're going to have you on again. I think we're going to do yeah. best 80s movies. Movies, huh? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be fun. And then we're gonna do best lip syncers of the. It's <laughs> between Mike you and Davis, Kenny. top. <laughs> and well, then, Kenny might argue with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and then uh, Ken Van Horn said, "Great job, guys. Good talking to you uh, last night, Matt. I hope I hope to meet you and Jordan someday. And Mike, tell your. Uh, sorry, Mike, tell your." Tell your kids, your kids, about when you said, "Give us a good." Oh, wait, give stop us there. a go at. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was. <laughs> so we'll learn about it later, and you guys won't. Oh, gotta keep it PG. And mom did say real quick. She said this a little bit ago. She said, "Wham, uh, Bruce and wait. Madonna were the dance scene of the '80s, and yeah. and for lip." Scenes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is cool. And yeah, then absolutely. The last comment here, probably the last of the night that I'll read, um, which I appreciate all the comments. It was a great active comment section today. Um, but uh, S. Uh, Al, Al, Al said, "Enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed the stories and memories. Love you guys. So uh, love you, thanks for joining in. Love, love to Allie. And thank you everybody that tunes in. We'll uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Dad. All right. Thanks." Okay, see you guys. Have a good one. Ha ha ha. Ha The Super Davis Bros Podcast is produced, edited, and mixed by Matthew and Jordan Davis. If you'd like to get a hold of us, our email is superdavisbros at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms. 